Thanks for hitting play. Do you feel like a square peg trying to fit into the round hole of education? If so, you're in the right place. I'm Danny Bauer, and this is the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, the original ruckus maker podcast for visionary leaders who want to do school different and make a legendary impact on their campus. Thanks to ruckus makers just like you, this podcast ranks in the top 0.5% of over 3 million worldwide shows. And in today's show, I connect with my friends Glenn Robbins and Ariel Curry. Together, we've collaborated on my fifth book, Calm in the Chaos. And in our conversation, we cover topics like ancient wisdom found in Stoicism and how it's the foundation of leadership success, how following the four Stoic virtues produce the end result of equanimity, and why mentors are important, and how to use this book as mentorship for school leaders. We're super proud that Calm in the Chaos is available. It actually releases tomorrow, February 6th. You can pick it up on Amazon if you want a bulk order. It's really poised to be a great leadership book study. Just email me, Danny, at Better Leaders, Better Schools. So once again, thanks for listening. And we'll be right back after a quick message from our show sponsors. Hey, Ruckus Maker, I'll make this quick. If you're listening to this message right now, you're missing out. When you subscribe to the Ruckus Maker newsletter on Substack, you get access to microbooks focused on how to do school different, tools and other resources that will help you make a ruckus and do school different, stories and case studies of the world's most legendary ruckus makers of all time, access to my calendar to schedule coaching sessions, and you'll also get bonus podcast content that won't be released on the main podcast feed and podcast episodes without any advertisements. So if you love this show, if it's helped you grow, and you want access to more tools and resources that will help you make a ruckus and do school different, then become a paid subscriber at ruckusmakers.substack.com. That's ruckusmakers.substack.com. I'm sure you've heard that energy flows to where attention goes, right? If you want to get more of what you want, When you want it as a school leader, I've got a tool for you. The secret is to celebrate the positive things happening on campus and to go multiple levels deeper to tap into why it even matters. When you do that, anything is possible on your campus. And I mean anything. And you start to get more of what you want when you want it. If you'd like to spread more positivity and create more value for all stakeholders on your campus, go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash positive and download your free tool today. If you could differentiate instruction in 20 minutes or less, would you do it for your students? Well, you can with IXL. Over 1 million teachers use IXL because it empowers them to use effective data-informed instruction. Get started today at IXL.com leaders. That's IXL.com leaders. How would you like to increase student talk by an average of 40%? More student ownership, more student discourse. Check it out for yourself by trying out TeachFX. Go to teachfx.com forward slash better leaders to pilot their program today. 
You know why I love the book Executive Functions for Every Classroom? It shows teachers exactly how to create a predictable and empowering learning routine, one where every student on your campus would become more independent, focused, and better equipped to succeed academically. Learn the system and enjoy the success that will follow by ordering executive functions for every classroom over at organizedbinder.com slash book. That's organizedbinder.com slash book. All right, I'm here with my friends, Glenn Robbins and Ariel Curry. Glenn, I've known forever. I don't know. We probably met on Twitter at some point and face-to-face. I know at, uh, at different conferences around, and that was pretty cool. And at some point, I want, I want you to tell the fuller story, but we, we had a, an idea, right? And now here's the idea coming to reality. Ariel is also a friend. Uh, you know, she's been on the show before. She's uh, hosted the show and turned the microphone around on me to ask questions. But we have a great relationship. She was my editor of the bestseller Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader and uh, the world's best writing partner. And she's helped me bring a number of books to the market, right? Recently. So Build Leadership Momentum, your entry plan book, The Remarkable Vision Formula, which is about creating a three-year vision. And now our latest book, which is called Calm in the Chaos. And it's really about how you know school leaders can use ancient Stoic wisdom to find some equanimity and peace, right? <laughs> in sense of control and effectiveness uh, in, in a VUCA world or whatever. So anyways, both of you, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Super excited to be back. Awesome. Thanks, Danny. Well, Glenn, let's start with you. I just want to ask, do do you remember the story? Like, how did this even come up as an idea? Uh, Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. uh, And I always smile back to that day. Danny, that's when I was uh, hosting a a big conference and I brought you in and a bunch of other friends to speak with uh, a lot of great schools that had no money. And we brought everybody in and you all presented for free to help shape the minds, hearts, and souls of all these educators that were, that needed it. And I remember I bought the book uh, from Ryan Holiday, Stillness is the Key, for every presenter. And uh, you and I had been reading it first came out with Obstacles Away back when it first got published. And I just remember going to you and having that conversation. I've been thinking about it for a while. Like, who could I co-author with? Who could I build this with? And who had the right mindset for that leadership aspect with stoicism? and I thought of you, man, and I went up to you in the hallway and I said, hey, are you interested in writing a book one day? And this is, I think, 2016, right? 2017, maybe it was. Just a while ago. You know, I think it was like that and just pitched the idea to you. And he's like, you know what? I got a plan. I got uh, my vision laid out here and there, but let's put something together. And here we are a few years later and uh, here we are now ready to release. Yeah, this is exciting. And uh, like you said, you know, talked about it years ago, quite a while ago, uh, but never gave up on the dream and, and uh, started working on it. I think to make it reality, especially because, you know, working with you was a newer thing, we needed some expert help, right? And that's where Ariel came in and uh, certainly made this such an easy process. But something I want to ask Ariel, I think this might be your favorite book project that we've done together. I mean, I could I might be wrong. I don't know. So tell me if that's true. That is definitely true. All right. Yeah. Now tell us why. 
<laughs> well, I too am a fan of Ryan Holiday's and stoicism in general. I was introduced to Ryan Holiday actually through his book, Perennial Seller, which is a publishing book. So that's the publishing connection for me. I read this amazing book about writing and then learned that the author, Ryan Holiday, had all these other books on stoicism. And so I just kind of kept going with it and completely fell in love with this philosophy. And that was back when I was an editor um, at Corwin. And actually, I had two or three times people came and pitched books on stoicism for school leaders to me when I was an acquisitions editor. And I could just never build a case for it. And it was not something that like the upper management at Corwin was ever really interested in pursuing. And so I personally was very passionate about it. And I feel like I've just been waiting for the right projects to come along for me to be able to say yes to. And it was just never the right time back then. So when you and Glenn came to me and said, hey, we want to do this book on stoicism, I was like, finally, the time has arrived. <laughs> so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, so here we are. And, and for us, it wasn't a, a hard right uh, decision to make. Like, do we want to bring this um, book to school leaders, ruckus makers um, worldwide? But, you know, I... I I think I'd like to ask both of you, Glenn, let's start with you and then go over to Ariel. Like, wh why is this topic so important for ruckus makers? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that's something that we live in every, each and every day, whether you're a parent, whether you're married, whether you're a school leader. And I've seen that firsthand in just the last couple of years after the, you know, COVID closures and so forth. But the, the world has changed so fast exponentially. People have lost patience. People um, want everything now. People, the, the entitlements, the anger, the frustration. And let's be honest, like we're all battling something at home and we're in our positions. And it's not an easy gig by any stretch of the imagination for school administration right now. You know, I've had countless friends who have resigned, quit, moved on, retired, who are some of the brightest and best in the field because of this could not take it anymore, or they were a luxury that they could move on. And some of them didn't have the luxury and moved on to a totally different field. And I, you know, the stoicism for me, being in a leadership role, when you're, you know, getting hits left and right, as myself as a superintendent and principal, you know, you have to be able to breathe, you have to be able to calm down, you have to, have to be able to make sure you have the right attitude and mindset that your staff and families and kids will follow so, you know, to me, when I was reading Stoke quotes and, you know, Cato and Marcus and Marcus Aurelius and Seneca, it really always spoke to me. And I just kept thinking, I know I'm not the only one getting crashed against these waves, you know, and there's got to be other people out there. So, here we go. Yeah, no, I think that's incredibly well said. I know for myself, I mean, I'm not a school leader, but... Like everyone else, I deal with craziness in my life too. And we've all been through some crazy times in the last few years. I think the stoic phrase that has helped me the most through all of this has been amor fati, which means the love of fate. And that being, you know, that ability to embrace whatever is happening in front of you is a critical skill that all humans need. I mean, that is the foundation of emotional regulation, right? That's the foundation of emotional intelligence and being able to interact well and respond uh, with poise and and calm. We kind of gra gravitated to the word calm in the chaos because that really embodies this idea um, that we're talking about here is just being able to respond well to whatever is happening around us. And that's, yeah, that's a skill that we all need day in and day out, no matter who we are. True. 
Very true. How about you, Danny? What? Like, what? why Stoicism? Yeah, I think, you know, both of you sort of um, touched on the point that life is going to happen, you know? And something that I say to ruckus makers on this show, and certainly to mastermind members, is that school leadership will never be easy, but it could be easier, right? And so do we have tools? You know, do we have uh, support? Do we have a philosophy that helps you navigate the challenge of the role? And like you mentioned, Glenn, you know, these days, it is so challenging. People are leaving left. I mean, educators at all levels are running for the exits. Like, seriously, education's in a crisis. That scares me because, you know, like you said, some of the best and brightest are leaving the industry. I look at our mastermind members and I think, you know, if, if we don't stick around, who will, right? And that honestly haunts me. Not to talk too much about the mastermind, but something that I'm really proud of when I surveyed our members, we're outliers compared to industry data in terms of longevity and let's just call it sticking aroundness, right? Uh, so that that is something that I'm proud of. But a, a part of that is having a philosophy to deal with the challenges it certainly helped me. It's obviously helped both of you. And something else I want to add is like, just like, you know, gratitude. Thanks for giving me that stillness is the key. I, I actually remember you gifting that to me now. And then uh, I bought another copy and gave that away to Mitch Weathers over at Organized Binder. And when we had our first um, live event for Better Leaders, Better Schools in New Mexico, uh, we were working on vision. I remember seeing him in his room. <laughs> there was a fire and he was on a rocking chair and he was reading stillness is the key, right? So you never know how like you impact people and that kind of thing. But that generosity of you giving it to me encouraged me to give it to someone. And so I share that story too, because for the ruckus maker listening, this book will legitimately change your life, right? That's actually not an over promise. And if you take the philosophy um, seriously and start to think deeply, about how it applies to your situation, it will radically change your experience of school leadership. So that said, you know, we're talking about our book and we'll have a link of where to pick it up. This one is, we're just basically going to sell on Amazon. So so go over there and pick it up. But I want to challenge you to pick one up for a friend as well. So if you buy one, buy two and uh, give it to another school leader that that could benefit. So yeah, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking, Glenn. Ariel, I think you have a question. I do. I want to know for both of you, and then I'll share last, what is your favorite of the four virtues? And maybe we should preface this by saying this book, Calm in the Chaos, is organized around kind of the four virtues in Stoicism, which are wisdom, justice, courage, and temperance. So do either of you have a favorite of those four? Oh, I think to be honest, I think it depends on the day. Each day for me as a school leader, brings about a different area that I have to tackle onto. Perhaps it's courage for me. And the reason why I say that is I have to make some calls as a school leader. I have to stand by that. And I have to be able to justify that. And I need to be able to make the uh, the right call. It's not going to be right for everybody in their mind, but I do what's best for the overall organization. And regardless, you're going to be ridiculed. Regardless, you're going to have people that are upset with what you say or what you don't say. And you have to be able to be okay with that and at peace of mind with that. But in order to be a leader, you have to have courage in order to move people forward, in order to influence people, in order to empower people. So that's where I stand. But like I said, Ariel, 
it depends on my day too. (laughs) There are some days where I need more temperance (laughs) and other days where I could use some justice and other days where I'm trying to find wisdom here and there, but I always go back to courage. That's a good answer. That's that's what I would have chose as well. And mostly because I think for me, that might be the hardest one to implement, right? Brene Brown says, you know, are you going to choose courage? Are you going to choose comfort, right? The easier, the default choice is comfort. And when you choose that, you often do something that's uh, selfish, something that's not better, you know, for the greater good. And so it's it's courage for me. But since Glenn, Glenn riffed on that, you know, I, I guess uh, for argument's sake, I'd pick temperance at this point. And, you know, in the, in the chapter, you, you frame it up as self-control, discretion, moderation, composure, balance. And, I, I, you know, that's something certainly to keep in mind, right? The podcast has been has done really well. And if I'm not if I'm not careful, I think the temperance piece could get blown out of control because of my head getting too big and that kind of thing. And so that's one to lean into in the quiet moments of my life. How about you, Ariel? Yeah, that's those are all really good. I think the one that I naturally gravitate towards the most is wisdom. Like that's something I I earnestly want and desire and and try to seek after in in my own life. And you know, in this book, we define wisdom as you know commitment to learning, owning your mistakes, learning from others, finding mentors. And I think that's something all, you know, all educators can relate to and and desire for themselves as well. I think the one that challenges me the most is justice. And, you know, so in some ways I have to say that one because that is, I think, the biggest, the, the biggest challenge for me because it's not, you know, we think of social justice and it is that, that is part of it. But it's also just this, you know, ability to just be kind and protect others and to take to take action for the right causes. And I know as someone, I like to kind of be behind the scenes and taking that like outward action is always a challenge for myself. It's easy for me to like stay, you know, I'm a, I'm an editor, I'm a writer. It's easy for me to be like, oh, I'll just pursue wisdom and learning all my life. And, but actually like challenging myself to get out into the world, to take part in things. Stoicism challenges me to be a more active participant in in the world. And I really appreciate that. Makes sense. So let me ask you, you know, we, we obviously got book endorsements for this one, book praise. There's a highly accomplished superintendent named Mike Lubbelfeld out of Illinois. And he wrote a bunch of stuff, but the last sentence like really, you know, honored us and, and um, humbled me for sure. But I, I sort of want to hear from both of you, like, why is this statement true? It's a bold proclamation, but Mike said, Calm in the chaos will become a desk reference for every school leader everywhere. Why is that true? I guess I'll kick it off. First and foremost, Mike and the other people that we had endorsed this book are, in my personal opinion, some of the top people in the entire education field in this country. So can't thank them enough for reading that over. But I think the reason why it's true is after talking with a couple other people, They mentioned that everything that we mentioned in this book, they dealt with as an administrator, as a teacher, as a parent, and as a mentor. There are so many different stories that we share and possible stories at the end that we share uh, that make the teams think that said, you know, you covered a lot of different areas. And um, Danny, I always go back to the one quote, you know, which is, you know, when you're dealing with humans, you're not dealing with individuals of logic, you're dealing with individuals of emotion. 
And that's what we do. Each day we're dealing with emotional individuals. And, you know, to have Mike say that is a, a blessing in my regard and beyond humble, grateful for it because I hold him in such a high esteem. But like I said, it covers all these difficulties and all these challenges that you're going to experience, whether you're a leader of some sort in your district or assistant principal or coach, superintendent, board member, whatever it may be. If you're part of a school system, you're going to encounter a lot of what we talk about in this book. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the reason why it should be, and, you know, and like Mike said, you know, it hopefully will be a desk reference for a lot of leaders is because we don't just talk about the philosophy, but we also show how it could be modeled, right? So we've got throughout the entire book, we have these sections where where readers can practice putting that bridge into practice, these little scenarios. So we've got very, they're all hypothetical. However, they are based on real events in most cases from both of your experience where you said, you know, this was a real life situation where some kind of virtue would have been really helpful. And so we describe that experience through the lens of this hypothetical character. And we ask reflection questions like, how would you, you know, have you ever felt like this person? Have you ever been in a similar situation yourself? And how would you react? And what options do you have? So that we're asking, we're constantly asking the reader to think about how they would apply these practices in their lives. And I think that hopefully that repetition and, you know, the mental rehearsal that you can do is going to build those muscles and keep you coming back to the book to say, okay, I, I, I did this. I practiced this. Let me come back to it and see again in this real life situation that's happening right now, that hopefully is very similar to what we did in the book. Yeah. I like that point that you highlight there, Ariel, because they're basically like case studies, right? They're fictional case studies based on, you know, Glenn and my experience leading schools and districts. But then there are the reflection questions, how to put it into practice. So ruckus makers tend to have a bias for action, which I appreciate. But if somebody's new listening to the show, when you pick up Calm in the Chaos for yourself, and remember one for your friend as well, don't just gloss over the reflection questions. That's the worst thing you could do. Uh, If you think you're going to do that, actually probably don't even buy the book, right? Honestly, because you'll just be entertained for a bit, but your life's not going to change. And we've mentioned this book, can change your life. It has that opportunity, but if you implement um, what is practiced. So I, I really appreciate what you know you all did, Glenn and Ariel, with those uh, case studies and reflection questions, because I think it actually sets this book up nicely to be a, a, a book study, right? Uh, for different school leaders. I know Glenn and I have already heard from superintendents who are, are buying it for their districts, right? Because they want their school leaders or their executive teams at the central office level to think like, how would we handle this, you know, and to be able to unpack that, to to start to create some strategy around it is definitely going to set them up for success. Yeah. And so I will say this, obviously, like if you're going to pick up the book, you want to get it for your whole system, then email me or Glenn and we'll definitely uh, hook you up with that. I think a bulk order would be considered anything over 10. We had somebody who said that they want a thousand. So yeah, I know it's pretty crazy, but this book is going to make a splash, so to speak. As a school leader, time is your greatest resource and there is a real sense of urgency 
when it comes to getting students what they need right now. That's why I love the IXL, Universal Screener. In 20 minutes or less, you can identify students in need of intervention. And IXL's adaptive platform makes differentiating instruction easy. As students learn, IXL adjusts to the right level of difficulty for each individual kid. Get started today at IXL.com leaders. That's IXL.com leaders. What do you see in your classrooms? And how did you see it? As a principal, you can't be everywhere at once. So how can you help support every teacher in the building? With TeachFX, teachers can gather their own feedback without relying on classroom observations. The TeachFX instructional coaching app is like giving every teacher their own instructional coach whenever they want it. Ruckus makers can pilot TeachFX with their teachers. Visit teachfx.com forward slash better leaders to learn how. That's teachfx.com forward slash better leaders. If you're a leader who is passionate about creating more engaging and impactful learning environments, executive functions for every classroom is for you. Many teachers find themselves spending too much time on managing their students, which leaves little time for actual teaching. But executive functions for every classroom offers a solution. It provides teachers with practical strategies to help students develop critical executive functioning skills. When teachers create a predictable and empowering learning routine, every student on your campus will become more independent, focused, and better equipped to succeed academically. That's what you can expect on your campus when you implement the system as described in executive functions for every classroom. So head over to organizedbinder.com slash book to get executive functions for every classroom. Grab it for yourself and all your teachers over at organizedbinder.com slash book. Glenn, anything you want to say in terms of like the book format or the reflection questions? Anything you want to add to what I've shared or what Ariel shared? Well, two things. We were just discussing about the book a second ago. I don't know how many times we've reread and reread and edited this book, but each and every time I went back to do the, to looking at the changes that we've all made, I reflected on a totally different story each time that I've experienced. So it wasn't like the same thing each and every time. So that was the one thing I really appreciated because it always would make me think differently. And I love the aspect of how we put this book together. It reminds me. And I'm not saying it's meditations, but I, and or Epictetus's book, but it's the book in hand. You know, it's a small book. It's a quick, easy book that will resonate with you that you can take everywhere, and you can you know thumb tab all the pages however you want to do it. But the book is going to speak to you. It's going to speak to you because you know these leaders and these individuals were around thousands of years ago, and they dealt with you know Marcus Aurelius was famous for us, right? He dealt with his one of his best friends tried to overthrow him. He's dealing with a, a pandemic. He's dealing with the death of his children. He's dealing with all of these other factors and people asking him questions to lead a country and he has to do it in a calm and stoic kind of a way. And think about that as a school leader today. You know, you're dealing with so many different things and each time you open this book back up, it's going to help you resonate and slow down and be a little bit more still and be a little more calm to help you make that proper decision. Awesome. Uh, I have to ask, favorite Stoic quote or something that you're meditating on these days? 
I'd love to hear from you both. Yeah. <laughs> well, Glenn, I think you and I might have the same one. And I, I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but basically it's from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And it says, to be like the rock that the waves crash over and the raging of the sea cannot, I forget what, yeah. Remain still. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so I work at a, I always work and live near the shore. So I see these, you know, massive waves crashing down and, and that's us, you know, whether, what other position it may be, whether you're at a board meeting, whether you're out in the city public or whether you're anywhere, you know, those waves are crashing. Sometimes it's low tide and it's small. At other times, a big storm comes rolling in and you have to be able to stand there and take it. And at the same time, put something back out that people will understand and respect. They might totally not, you know, appreciate it, but, you know, you have to remain calm in no matter what. Because as Ariel said, life thrown at you, amore fate, right? You accept fate as it comes. And this is fate hitting you each and every time and you make the best of it. Yeah. Here's the quote. I'll read it to you now that I have it in front of me. To be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over, it stands unmoved and the raging of the sea falls still around it. And I too, you know, grew up near the ocean and on the opposite coast in California. So I've always loved that imagery as well. And I, to me, that idea of the rock is all about integrity and being able to stand strong against whatever is coming at you, you know, threatening to topple, you know, your virtues. And that's what this this book is all about is standing strong against those forces when it is so easy to be bent and to, you know, to have things crash over you and to allow that to change who you are. And Stoicism is about maintaining your own integrity. I think my favorite quote comes from Seneca. I'm a, you know, my Colby score, that's a personality assessment too. So if the ruckus maker listening's never uh, explored that, you should go check out Colby. Riff on that. It, it measures your connotative skills, how you naturally show up at work and solve problems. And it doesn't change. So if you take this, you know, let's say you're a teenager, it'll be the same when you're my age, which is 45. But anyways, my score is 3393, which means that I'm a quick start. And that's another way of saying a ruckus maker or an innovator and visionary. And so, of course, I love Seneca's. If, if one does not know to which port one is sailing, right? No wind will be favorable. And I'm always thinking about that. If, if I say it a different way, in uh, Danny words, it's uh, if you're not careful about where you're going, you might just end up there, right? So it's about being intentional, about setting uh, setting a target for what progress and success looks like in your personal life or on campus, and then having the support of this philosophy or maybe the support of a community like the Mastermind to help you get there. So that's that's my favorite quote. So I think in, in closing, you know, we'd love for you to pick up the book, Calm in the Chaos. Like I said, pick it up on Amazon. If you want it for your district or system, email me, Danny at betterleadersbetterschools.com and, and we'll get connected and, and get that going with bulk book orders. But just last thoughts, last thoughts in terms of a call to action or last thoughts just in terms of uh, stoicism in general that you'd like the listener to consider before we close out here. There we go. Well, I think that we should add that the culmination of this book, the last chapter is on equanimity. That's kind of the the outcome of practicing these virtues. And I know for myself that that is what I'm always, you know, hoping for is 
is peace and contentment and that stillness and calm in my life. Um, and it's a good reminder that, you know, one, one of the things that I, I felt like really was driven home for me in doing the research for this book and, and writing it with you all was equanimity is not, is not an end or not the, the means. Equanimity is the end result of putting these virtues into practice. So I want equanimity so much in my life. And in order to get it, I have to do these other things. I have to practice wisdom. I have to practice justice. I have to be temperate. I have to do all of these things. And that was just a good reminder to myself that, you know, equity, equanimity is the outcome. Parting words, last thoughts. Um, like we mentioned earlier, the first start of this, Danny, we putting together, you know, you and I, and then you grabbed onto this amazing individual area as well. To put something together like this is um, surreal. It's awesome. And I hope that, you know, like you mentioned, people do buy this book and help it uh, by sharing with others on their teams because it's going to make a difference. Um, especially in today's day and age where we are dealing with so many different things thrown at us, especially when we have newer, younger, um, and or veterans joining the field, you know, for mentorship, you know, they can use the Stoics from this book as a mentor, um, to help them grow because there's nothing we didn't mention in this book that they're not going to encounter in some way, somehow. Um, and you know, it'll hopefully put some people peace of mind and hopefully make people realize that, you know, we control the controllables. We control what happens to us as much as we can. We control our attitude. We control our our thought process. And that's pretty much it. Our attitude going forward. But, you know, there's a lot of leaders out there who I talk to who are struggling and a lot of leaders out there who are ambitious and ready to take on the world. Um, but no matter what, storm's in a whirlwind. You're going to hit those waves. And whether it's big or small, I think this is going to help a lot. So to both of you, thank you for helping put this beautiful thing together. And I'm excited for people to get their hands on it to make really hopefully make a change in their lives for the better. Definitely will. So I, I like the idea of mentorship. That's what I want to end with uh, here. And, you know, prior to hit and record, we were talking about uh, NFL playoffs and, and uh, the games and that kind of thing. And something I always love when, when those games are on, sometimes they show like the coaching family tree, so to speak. So this coach, you know, had a, had a, whatever, um, staff of assistants, you know, who, who he poured into and then they went off and did great things with other teams and that kind of deal. Um, but you know, we've already mentioned Brene Brown on this podcast episode and talking about, are you going to choose courage or are you going to choose comfort? And she, you know, she really popularized the idea of the man in the arena, which came from Teddy Roosevelt, right? So this is, this is the mentorship tree, right? There's Glenn, Danny, and Ariel, right? Talking about Brene. Brene talking about Teddy. And Teddy was really in Man of the Arena talking about Seneca. So we'll end with this quote that's in the book. Uh, but Seneca said, the only contestant who can confidently enter the lists is the man who has seen his own blood, who has felt his teeth rattle beneath his opponent's fist, who has been tripped and felt the force of his adversary's charge who has been downed in body, but not in spirit, one who, as often as he falls, rises again with greater defiance than ever, right? So if you want to get back up to really uh, grow your, your resilience muscle, which is absolutely fundamental in your success as a school leader, pick up a copy of Calm in the Chaos, get one for your friend, and be a better leader because of it. Thanks, you two, for joining me. This has been a great conversation. 
Thanks, Danny. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. How would you like to lead with confidence, swap exhaustion for energy, turn your critics into cheerleaders, and so much more? The Ruckus Maker Mastermind is a world-class leadership program designed for growth-minded school leaders just like you. Go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind. Learn more about our program and fill out the application. We'll be in touch within 48 hours to talk how we can help you be even more effective. And by the way, we have cohorts that are diverse and mixed up. We also have cohorts just for women in leadership and a BIPOC-only cohort as well. When you're ready to level up, go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind and fill out the application. Thanks again for listening to the show. Bye for now and go make a ruckus. Oh,